<laughs> yeah, how are we doing, Parkview? There we go. Come on now, it's Christmas time. I want to say hello to everybody all around Chicagoland, all of our campuses, New Lenox, Homer Glen, everybody around Orland Park, everybody online. Uh, it's going to be a great day, great weekend as we are continuing on just a, a bit more in this series called Christmas at the Movies. And as you have just realized today, uh, we're talking about Elf which I think is probably the greatest uh, recent Christmas movie. I love the movie Elf. And again, just if in case you haven't seen it, the whole movie is about uh, this guy named Buddy the Elf, played by Will Ferrell. And what happens is when he is a little kid, a toddler, he's in an orphanage, and Santa comes to deliver presents to that orphanage, and he crawls into Santa's bag. And he gets transported back to the North Pole, and he is raised by this guy named Papa Elf. And uh, it, it's pretty incredible. Midway, or not midway, early on in the movie, Elf begins to realize that, that he's not an elf. In fact, he's a human being. And he has a real human father uh, who is in New York City. And so right at the beginning of the movie, uh, Buddy the Elf takes off on this adventure to New York City to find his dad and to save Christmas by convincing everybody that Santa is real. And the way he wants to do this is by doing this. Here's, here's kind of his theme. He wants to spread Christmas cheer by singing loudly for all to hear. That, that kind of is his theme throughout the movie. And, and, and it sounds good. It, it, it sounds all right. Uh, but what happens is in the movie and even in our lives today, around all of our campuses, uh, a lot of times we don't experience a lot of joy and, and cheer during this time of the year. A lot of times our joy and our cheer can get, get covered up by just all kinds of, you know, strained relationships and, and maxed out credit cards and, and things like that and, and just all kinds of busy calendars and, and that sort of thing. In fact, take a look at what uh, this guy says, uh, David Crabtree. He says, Christmas... Eve will find us lifting up our weary voices to sing, joy to the world, the Lord is come. And then we will rush off from the service to get one last gift or visit one last party, and soon it's over. We save the bows, we burn the wrappings, we strip the tree, and we labor over our New Year's resolutions, and too often we have missed the point. We're like the man who goes to the coast but never sees the ocean. The threat of a Holiday hijacking is all too real. Unless we engage our hearts in a true celebration of Christmas joy, we are easily caught up in a pointless and mindless holiday. Here's the truth, Parkview. Christmas can so easily become more stressful than joyful if we're not careful, right? And we all have all kinds of things that stress us out during this season. Uh, maybe for some of you, maybe your stress is due to physical circumstances, right? And we've talked about this some the last few weeks with Pastor Tim. You know how the routine goes, right? You go to his parents' house, and, and then you go to her parents' house for Christmas, and then maybe you go to step-parents' house or something like that. And then you continue on and you add together some Christmas parties at work and some Christmas parties for kids at the school and some Christmas parties, you know, at church and with your small group and things like that. You add to that some late night toy shopping 
some late night toy assembly projects. You know what I'm talking about? Where nothing fits together, right? You always have stuff left over. You know, there's always parts going, I don't know. This is what he's getting because this is the way it goes together. Or maybe some late night wrapping sessions, you know, that sort of thing. And when I say wrapping, I mean like, you know, wrapping paper, not beatbox, right? And I'm like, hey, that would be weird unless you're a rapper. Anyway, so, so like, like late night sessions. Well, here's what happens. A lot of times the Christmas season can, can just be incredibly exhausting, and it can be stressful. And, and I know there's probably even some of you right now around all of the Parkview campuses who are secretly, you wouldn't say this out loud, but you're secretly already excited for the holidays to be over and to get into January so you can just go back to work and rest, right? A lot of times we can get a whole lot more work done, a whole lot more rest done at work. That's the way it happens sometimes. That we just Physically, it's a stressful season. Or maybe your circumstances aren't so much physical. Maybe your stressful circumstances are relational. And maybe the truth is, during the course of this last year, you've, you've kind of gotten sideways with, with a good friend. And you guys have been good friends for a long time. You, you shared a whole lot of life with each other. But this year, it's going to be different because something's gotten between you. And there's not going to be a Christmas card from this person. There's not going to be a text. There's not going to be a Snapchat, whatever it is. And it's tough. Or maybe during this Christmas season, it's kind of like your, your relationships in your marriage, with your husband or your wife have really been strained. And this year has kind of pushed you to the max. And, and maybe your marriage is on the rocks or maybe your marriage even is beginning to, to crumble. And it's just incredibly difficult. I've watched it with so many people that I love. I've watched their, them just kind of be torn apart relationally during this Christmas season. And it, again, it's, it's, it's tough. It's heartbreaking. Or maybe for you, you've lost somebody you love this year. That happened to me. I lost my grandma, who I was so close to, just a while back. And this is going to be the first Christmas without her. And, and maybe you understand that. Maybe you've been in that boat too. And, and it's going to be tough because there's going to be an empty seat at the table this year. And, and there's not going to be any gifts, you know, under the tree for this person. And, and it's just hard sometimes to, to be happy and, and full of cheer when we feel like our relational lives are just unraveling and, and coming apart. Or, or maybe for you, your, your stress during this time of year is, is financial, and, and, and you're sitting here thinking, you know, I haven't got the job or the house hasn't sold or, or something like that. Or, or, or maybe, you know, uh, the bank account is empty or the credit cards are, are getting higher and higher. You know what Pastor Tim said last week? He shared this statistic last week that I just thought was unbelievable. He said that 20% of Americans are still paying off last Christmas this Christmas. Is that amazing? I mean, you talk about stressful. If you're in that situation and we're buying more things and we're still paying off last Christmas. So here's the question. How do we manage these stressful times? How do we bring cheer and joy to a season like this that can just get so busy and crazy? Just this last week, I got this picture in my email inbox and I thought it would be maybe good to show to you. Check this out. My secret to a happy, stress-free Christmas, I'm Jewish. 
Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. I mean, as just maybe you could do that and maybe you could become Jewish or I don't know that you want to become Jewish. There's probably more things to go on into Jewish than even, you know, that could be stressful other than Christmas. But maybe if you are Jewish, maybe you can just continue down that line. But here's the thing. Here's what I'm trying to say. Okay, you're probably not going to become Jewish. I, I understand that. Most of us aren't going to become Jewish this year. So here's what I want to do. Uh, during our study today, I want us to look at a couple things from the Bible and also from the movie Elf that we can build into our lives so we can continue to have joy and cheer even during a stressful uh, season of the year like this. So if you're taking notes, if you're writing things down, uh, just a couple of things I want us to study and share today. The first one is this, that life doesn't have to be perfect to be joyful. Let that settle in for a moment. Your life, it doesn't have to be perfect this week doesn't have to go perfect to be joyful. Take just a moment and watch this clip from the movie Elf. <laughs> Listen, uh, when you watch the movie, you realize that, that Buddy the Elf, he does not have the perfect life. He, he just doesn't. The Buddy literally doesn't fit in his home. He doesn't fit in where he lives, and a lot of times he feels lonely, and, and he feels made fun of, and, and he certainly, oftentimes in the movie, he feels misunderstood by people, even people who care about him. And maybe you're sitting here right now at Parfew, and you're thinking, Todd, I, I get it. I've been there. Or maybe not, I've been there. Maybe you're sitting here thinking, I am there. I'm there right now, Todd. I don't want to stand up and admit it. I don't want anybody in my row today to know. But sometimes I just don't feel like I fit. I feel like I fit with my family sometimes, Todd. I, I don't feel like I fit with my friends at work or I don't feel like I fit around at school. And a lot of times you feel misunderstood and, and you feel made fun of. Sometimes you just feel lonely. You, you just don't feel happy during this season. And here's what I just want to say. Listen, even if you don't feel happy, you can still experience joy. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but here's why. It's because happiness and joy are two very different things. They're very different things. In fact, if you're taking notes, let me share something with you. This could be for you during the season. It could be for your kids. Maybe you can explain this to your kids. Maybe you could explain this to your grandkids during this season. This is a great teachable moment. Here, here's, here's something you can write down. Happiness is something that's external. Joy is something that's internal. They're very different. Happiness is always going to depend, no matter who you are, on what happens in our lives. Happiness depends on what happens. A lot of times we look at it like this. We call happiness is equal to happenstance. These different things happen to me and so I feel happy. Somebody gave me a gift, so I'm happy. Or, or I gave a gift to someone else, and so I'm happy. Or she said yes when I asked her on a date, and so I'm, I'm happy. Or, or he said yes, he would marry me, or whatever it is, and then so you're happy. If everything seems to work out, we can be happy. Now, you know this. Happiness is volatile, right? Because it depends on all the things that are happening around us. And in, in this world... In this world, we will not always be happy. And, and even during this season, we're not always going to be happy. How many of you know that not everyone is going to get the new iPhone 10? You're just not. 
because they're expensive and they're hard to get. You just may not get that. You may not get the new golf clubs, guys, ladies, I'm just telling you. Uh, You may not get the purse, okay? You you may not get the shoes. You you may not be, you know, happy. You may act happy. You open it and say, oh, I'm so happy. But inside you're not happy (laughs) because you you, you didn't get it. You didn't get what you thought you would get in there. Let's take it a little bit deeper. Parents or grandparents, all of your kids, all of your grandkids may not be able to come back to your house during this time of year. And you may not feel happy. In this life, we're not always going to be happy. And I believe that's why God created us with the ability to also experience joy. You see, joy goes beyond. Check this out. Joy transcends the external circumstances of our lives. That's what joy does. It it transcends the external circumstances of our lives and what's going on on the outside. Just this last week, or actually two weeks ago now, I was in Ohio and I, I was with this church and I was with this pastor in Ohio. Uh, he's about 52 years old. And this guy's a great guy and he, he's had just a great life and family. He's, he's hardly ever been sick or been in the hospital or had a surgery or anything like that. But last week as I'm with him, part of the reason I'm with him is that he found out about nine or ten months ago, he was feeling fine, everything was good, but he went to the doctor and he found out that he had this incredibly aggressive cancer, 52 years old, terminal, and it has just been ravaging his body over the last eight or nine months. And just two weeks ago, I'm standing on a stage with him at his church in Ohio, and I'm watching him as he begins to lead his congregation into what everyone believes, he believes, unless God intervenes, is going to be his last Christmas. And it was incredibly difficult. And and he wasn't happy. He's not happy to leave his friends. He's not happy to leave his church. He's not, he's certainly not happy to leave his family. But here's, I just, I I wish you could see a a, a picture or seen a video of this. Even though he feels that way and all this stuff going on around him, when he was on the stage, he was still able to be full of life and cheerful. You know, he was smiling. His joy was transcending his circumstances. You ever been there? You ever been there, Parkview? You ever had times where things are kind of sucky on the outside, but you're still smiling? You ever had that happen to you? I'll, I'll tell you why that works that way. I'll tell you why that happens. Check this out. It's because happiness is dependent upon the flesh. But, but look at this. Joy is dependent on the spirit. Happiness is that external thing. Joy is that internal thing. Happiness is dependent upon the flesh and getting what we want and being where we want and being with who we want and feeling good and all those sorts of things. But joy, this is such a huge lesson during our Christmas season. Joy is dependent on the spirit. Did you know that joy is actually a gift from God? We don't get it ourselves. Joy, if you have joy in your life, if your kids have joy, if your neighbors, if anyone has joy in their life, it's because it's a gift from the Holy Spirit of God. 
This is huge. We don't talk about this a lot during this holiday season. We just think we have it and we can get it and, and we can do it on our own. But that's not true. Take a look at this verse in Galatians. You probably have seen this verse if you've been in church a whole lot or even just a little bit. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit, everybody say Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, now let me say something about this while, while you're looking at it. A lot of times when we see this verse and we study it in the Bible or we see it on a screen or, or we have it, you know, on something at home that's a picture on the wall, a lot of times when we look at this verse, it's like, it's like a commentary on how we're doing in the Christian life. We look at this and say, okay, I need to be doing all of these things to be a good Christian. Here, here's what I need to do. It's like a to-do list. And, and I, I need to be at peace. And Todd, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of you are saying I don't have a lot of peace right now. I'm kind of frazzled during this season. And, and, and I know i got to have patience, Todd. I need to have patience. But I'm kind of losing my patience. In fact, Todd, if you could you know, speed this along. We all have things to do today, by the way. If you could, I mean, the message seems to be lagging a little bit. If, if you, I, I'm running out of patience. If you could just hurry on with this, we could get on to the other things we want to do. And I know, I know, I know that's what some of you are thinking. In your head. You're running out of patience or maybe self-control. You're thinking, I've already bought. It's like still a week before we give away all these gifts and I've bought too much. I, I, I don't have the self-control that I need. And here's what happens so many times for all of us. We see this verse and we see this and it's kind of like a to-do list for the Christian life. And here's what I want you to know. This is huge. This is not a to-do list. This is a result list. It's not a to-do list. It's a result list. This passage is a picture of what a person walking with the Holy Spirit looks like. It's sitting right here like this. Notice, look at this. This is not the fruit of the person who's been born in a Christian home. It doesn't say that, does it? For those who are born in a Christian home, you will have. That, that's great. I, if you were born in a Christian home, that's awesome. I was born in a Christian home. I'm very thankful for that. But this is not the fruit of the person that's born in a Christian home. It's not. It's not the fruit of the person that comes to Parkview every weekend. That's not in there anywhere. I mean, I hope you do. That, that's fantastic. It's not the fruit of a person who's in a small group. It's not the fruit of the person who never swears. It's not the fruit of the person, you know, who never loses their temper. Right? This is so huge. This is the fruit of the what? Spirit. It's the fruit of the Spirit. And guess what, Parkview? We don't earn this. We don't produce this. We don't conjure this up and, and do this on our own. It's something that God gives to us. And in order to experience, I want you to know this, in order to experience joy in the midst of stressful and challenging circumstances, here's the key. You must allow the Holy Spirit to be in control of your life. That's how you do it. If you want to move from happiness, which is external, to joy, which is internal, you must move from being controlled by your own flesh to being controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. And I just want to be clear with this. I just want to say this as clearly as I can. Because I know that there's going to be many of you, and you're going to, you're going to walk away from this campus, uh, you know, this weekend, and, and you're going to go out into some stressful circumstances at work. You're going to go out into some stressful circumstances, you know, in, in, at home and, and in your family. 
And, and here's what you're going to do. You're going to walk out of here and you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to be so joyful this next week. I'm going to be joyful if it kills me. And for some of you, it almost will. It almost will. In fact, you know what? I just predict this. I, here's, here's my prediction. Some of you are going to make everyone else miserable as you try to be joyful. You are. It's just going to happen. What's he trying to do? I don't know. I guess he's trying to be joyful. We're all miserable. Yeah. It's what's, it's what's going to happen. It's Christmas time. Welcome to Christmas, right? That, that, that's what's going to happen sometimes in our lives. Here's the thing I want you to know. You can't do joy on your own. We talk about it all the time, but you can't do it on your own. The good news is, though, that God can do it in you. God can do it in you. The joy of God can actually transcend the sucky circumstances of your lives. And I know some of you are saying, did he just say sucky in a sermon? Yeah, that's probably the second or third time I've said sucky, actually. Sorry about that. But it, it, it's just true that the joy of God can transcend those sucky circumstances a lot of times that come into our lives. And it's not just us now. This is something that's been going on for, for many years and centuries. Look back to the very first Christmas. Let me take you back there for just a moment. Think of that very first Christmas and think of Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was certainly lonely. She's, she's misunderstood. I'm sure people were making fun of her. I mean, her, her, her life is far from perfect. Think about it. Put, put yourself in Mary's shoes during this Christmas season. She's a 12 to 17-year-old young lady. She's engaged. She's in love. She's engaged to be married to this guy named Joseph. But then before they get married, before Mary gets married, she gets pregnant, which is not the right order, right? And the baby isn't Joseph's baby. And so this is incredibly stressful. I, prom I promise. This is not the way Mary planned it. When, you know, when she's flipping through all the bridal magazines and stuff, you know, which all girls do, or maybe they're not bridal magazines, maybe they're manuscripts or the bridal scrolls. I don't know what they are, but, but you know, she's planning her wedding. This is not the way she, she planned it. She's got some explaining to do, right? To Joseph and to her parents and his parents. But here's what's amazing. Because Mary was so in tune with the Holy Spirit of God, she was actually able to be joyful and rejoice even during difficult circumstances. Well, let's take a look at this portion of her life. It's in the Bible in the book of Luke. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices. There it is. I, I can have joy. I can rejoice in God, my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Isn't that good? Parkview, listen. Your life doesn't have to be perfect to be joyful. It doesn't. And even when your life is less than perfect, you can say with Mary, holy is his name. Amen? You know what? Everything in my family may not be great, but guess what? Holy is his name. 
Everything in my career, everything in my job, everything I thought was going to happen this year and where I was going to be and the money I was going to make and all this kind of stuff, it's not perfect. It's actually not at all what I thought it was going to be six or eight months ago. But guess what? Holy is his name. Holy. Holy is his name. I can rejoice. I can have joy inside of me. And because of what he's given and who he has made me to be, holy is his name. Your life doesn't have to be perfect to be joyful. That's the first thing I want us to really just marinate on and get into our lives this weekend. And then here's the second thing I, I want us to know and understand as, as we head into this week of Christmas. Here's the second thing, and that is that joy comes from knowing him. Your life doesn't have to be perfect to be joyful. And also true joy comes from knowing him. Take a moment and watch this clip from the movie Elf. <laughs> oh my goodness, I love that. I love, the fa- I love the face on the department store manager where he's just like, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? Ah, oh, it's so good. Every, here's the thing. If, everyone else at that Gimbel's department store where they're working, they know that this Santa was going to look just like any other holiday Santa who was trying to earn some Christmas cash. They knew that every other department store all over town was going to have the same kind of cookie cutter Santa with the white beard, you know, and, and the red suit and all that sort of stuff. But when Buddy, when Buddy starts talking about Santa, he's not just talking about some other Santa when he says, I know him. He's talking about the real Santa. When he says, I know him, I know him. I know the real Santa. I mean, he knows the real Santa at the North Pole. The the one who has the workshop, you know, that makes all the toys, the, the one that helped to raise him. Buddy actually knows the real Authentic, original Santa. He knows him. And that brings us today, if if we can just take all of that energy and all of that fun and all of that joy, it brings us to this huge truth today. And that is, do you know what will really bring joy to your life this Christmas season? It's getting to know him. Getting to know him. And, and I, don't, I, don't, I, don't mean, I don't mean Santa. Some of you are thinking, that's weird. I mean, do we go to the mall and I mean, get in a line? Or No, 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 no. Not, not Santa. Jesus. Getting to know him. Getting to know Jesus is what will bring incredible joy to your life, no matter your circumstances. Some of you have seen this work. But let me describe to you, if you haven't seen it work, let me describe to you how this can work in your life when you know Jesus and you have God's joy inside of you. I know that some of you are going to leave here this weekend and you're going to go out to work. And we've mentioned this already, but your work is going to be difficult. It's not a place you want to be. It's not necessarily people you want to be with. People are stabbing people in the back. Your your work, let's put it this way, is not an optimal situation. It's just not. Uh, but, but you're going to be able to do this. Even though your work is not an optimal situation, because you know him, you're going to be able to be full of joy. And your friends, I promise you, your friends at work are going to start coming up to you and saying, you know, what are, what are you doing now? I mean, how can you be so happy? How can you be so joyful? How, how can you be so cheerful when all this other stuff is happening? And you're going to be able to look at your friends at work. And you're going to be able to say, you know how? Here's how. You want to know? It's because I know him. 
I mean, don't whisper it because that's scary. Okay, that's spooky. But it's like Halloween. I know him. You know, no, don't, don't do that. It's, just, it's because I know him. You can say, yeah, it's because I know him. And I know things are not the best here. And I know, you know, all that. But it's because I know Jesus. And that changes everything. For others of you, you're going to go back home into your family uh, during this next week, and, and your family is, you know, it, it's, there's some challenges and for, uh, for all sorts of reasons on all sides of the pendulum, and, and maybe the challenges are even good. Maybe you have a young family, and you're like a young mom. I've met so many young moms around Parkview over the last few months and this year, and, and maybe you're a young mom during this Christmas season, and you have little kids, and, you know, you have one or two or even three, and, and they're like elementary age or preschool age, and you love them, Right? I mean, they are gifts from God. But here's the thing. These little ones during this season, they're making you crazy. They're, they're driving you nuts, right? With all the parties and the presents and the questions about the trees and, and things like that, they're making you crazy. And what you're going to be able to do this week is you're going to be able to pull all your little kiddos together and you're going to pull them around and say, guess what? Mommy loves you so much, but I want you to know you're making mama nuts. But, but mommy's not going to go nuts. You know why? Because mommy knows Jesus. And Jesus is keeping mommy from going nuts. In fact, the reason you're alive is because of Jesus. That's what's, that's what's sparing you right now. Right? And, and listen, listen. Knowing him, knowing Jesus changes everything with where you work and how you parent and how you raise kids and how you be friends and all of, all of those sorts of things. Maybe, again, we come back to that difficult season where, where your marriage is, is kind of blown apart and you're separated or maybe you're even getting divorced and this is not what you had planned during this season. And I want you to know this. Knowing him, knowing Jesus, may be the only thing that gets you through another lonely night, right? It's that I know him. Parkview, listen. Let me say it again. Your life doesn't have to be perfect to be joyful. And true joy is found in knowing him. And some of you know him, and some of you just know about him. You've heard a lot about Jesus, but you don't really know him. You've never really given your life to him and called out to him and accepted him into your life. I would say, why not do that during this season? Why not call out to Jesus and make him your king and, and your savior during this Christmas season? Take a look at this verse, Romans chapter 10. Everyone, everybody say everyone. Everyone, everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Here's the amazing thing about everyone. Do you know who's included in everyone? Everyone. That's what I love about everyone. Everyone's included in everyone. And maybe you're sitting here right now and you're arguing with me in your head and you're saying, well, Todd, you don't know what I've done. Guess what? You're right. I don't know what you've done, but I do know this, that you're part of everyone. You're part of everyone. Todd, you don't know the habits I have in my life. You don't know how I've lived the last few weeks. You don't know how I've lived the last few months. You don't know what I did just a few days ago. You're right. You know, you know what? I don't know what you did. But here's what I do know. I know that every single person, everyone, who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. And even before you leave today, you could say, I know him. I know him. I don't just know about him, but I know Jesus. 
in my life. Some of you need to do that. And some of you maybe need to help somebody come to know Jesus. You know someone who needs to know him. Did you know that during this season, like 91% of people in America will celebrate Christmas? 91%. Even people, agnostics, atheists, even people who don't believe in Jesus, they celebrate Christmas. 47% of people around us will go to a Christmas service somewhere. Every other person on your block, every other person at your work, every other person in your school, 47 to 50% will go to a Christmas service somewhere. And so why not? Make that invitation. The last few weeks, we've been giving out all kinds of things. We've been giving out these little, you know, festive popcorn, microwave popcorn, and it has all the service times on there from Homer Glen and from New Linux and for Orland Park. And maybe you could just grab some of these on the way out today and, and you could give it to someone. And here's what you could say. You could give them this popcorn and you could just say, listen, come set with me. Come set with me at Homer Glen, you know, on Saturday, or at New Linux on Friday night, or at Orland Park on Sunday. Come set with me. And that person, there's a 50-50 chance that they're going to accept your invitation. And they're going to come set with you. And they're going to see the singing. And they're going to hear the message of Jesus. And they may be well on their way to being able to say, this is crazy, but I know him. I know Jesus. Amen? Your life doesn't have to be perfect. This season doesn't have to be perfect. Christmas Day doesn't have to be perfect to be joyful. And true joy is found in Jesus. Let's remember those things. Let's pray together. God, thanks for today. Thanks for this time, this season. Thanks for just the opportunity to look at a funny movie and pull out truth from our lives and from your word. God, there's so many days, so many hours, so many pieces of our life that we're not always just happy and full of cheer. But God, even during those times, it's so good to know that you living inside of us can help us hold it together and not just hold it together, but actually be joyful because of your son that we know. God, I pray that these truths that we've studied today would sink deep into our spirit and we would carry them with us during these next few days of Christmas. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen.